Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Uh, this is an alfresco edition of uh, the Nugent Ventures podcast for Sunday. Um, I believe this is Puerto Rican Independence Day. And now, yesterday was Juneteenth, which celebrates the freeing, the freeing of the slaves in 1865 in Texas. So I got to believe that this is going to be probably the... Uh, high water mark for homicide in the city. Uh, from what I understand, the police uh, police scanner was going ringing off the hook yesterday, last night. So uh, watch out for the death toll. So anyway, uh, and other news. This may be one of the last Tribune episodes. Because uh, the Trib is essentially Saturday Night Massacre, uh, much like the city was, I'm sure, last night. Uh, they got bought out, I forget, Alden, I think, all the media. And so today was like all the columnists writing their 30 column. 30, you know, is the journalistic uh, indication that the article's over. Back in the old days when you wrote your uh, your articles back when I was in journalism school you know you had typewriters and copy paper so you would put dash 30 dash at the end to indicate that this was the end of your of your piece and they would run it down to the typesetting room of course that's all archaic and it has been for 40 years but you know one of those little traditions so uh, the body count seems to be uh, Heidi Stevens, who I won't miss at all, uh, signing off. Uh, John Cass, he's done with the trip at least, and uh, looks like Hopke is going to be a persistent uh, issue. I can't stand him. Chapman is going to be resigning for the trip, but they're still going to print his column two days a week, apparently. Oh, and Mary Schmidt. I'm Mary Smeech? Smeech, is it? I won't miss her. Uh, she's mostly the poet laureate of the paper. So, uh, and Cass, I mean, the liberals and progressives are doing the happy dance, but he'll, he'll be gone. All those folks are, are probably doing something. Now, Zorn doesn't say anything about resigning. So I don't know what he's up to, but uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what he's gotten kind of mugged by reality here on the woke side. So, you know, what I've decided that is, I mean, so most of the papers just AP stories. You know, there's no real local reporting anymore. That's the way Alden rolls. And there's also no ads in this paper. I mean, it's all PSAs and Trib House ads. You know, that's the trouble. That's why they're they're dying. It, it, the whole thing's in a death spiral. So I don't know how long they'll even have a print newspaper. You know, they've got a few of these uh, coupon things that they get national insertions for, and they get Parade Magazine. I don't know if they pay for that or Parade pays them. And, like, Windows by Anderson is like, it's like a single-sponsored publication, you know. There's a few of these home improvement outfits that really spend money here. They probably get it real cheap. 
So it's more direct response ads than, than anything else. So I suppose if they get enough leads, you know, that's it pays for itself and they can demonstrate the ROI. But I don't know how much longer they're going to print this thing. Um, so anyway, I, I look at the whole newspaper now as the comic section or, or something like Pravda. You know, you read the stories and you just laugh out loud at the, you know, absolutely mindless assertions. It's just like in Russia, you know, when they would write stories and it's like, what are you going to believe? Your own eyes or Pravda? Pravda meant truth in Russian, by the way. So maybe they had to change the name of the paper here to truth, in quotes. I, I think things are probably going the way they are in, uh, in China. You know, China seems to have it going on. Uh, they arrested the editor of a pro-democracy paper, and in, in the translation here would be, you know, if you're not woke, then uh, you have the right to remain silent, and that's about it. So, and then uh, there's another article about China, uh, their solution to uh, the, uh, what's the name of the province that they don't like with the Dalai Lama? Tibet. The, uh, the answer to Tibet is to make it de-Tibeted, just like they do with the Uyghurs in uh, one of their other provinces. They just send them to re-education camps, and they come out like Han Chinese. They dress like that. They talk like that. They hopefully think like that and certainly feel like that. So it's like standardization of people. And I think that's where we're going here, too. I mean, if, if you're not woke, you better keep your mouth shut or else, you know. So, a friend of mine died yesterday, Tom Kelly, poor Tom Kelly. Cancer for like three years. and I mean, honestly, he's better off out of it, you know. <clears throat> but he was pretty progressive, so he was rolling with it. Uh, so... Here's the thing. Indigenous uh, people are... The, the crime rate on the reservations, 80% of American Indians, which they're still using, have become victims of uh, violence. And the, the reservations have their own pleas. On some reservations, Native women are 10 times as likely to be killed as the national average. And it, there's a story about this woman named Little Eagle and two of her fellow... Uh, indigenous Americans beat the hell out of her. And the police said they were too busy uh, working on a computer upgrade and a grant request to get on that. So, you know, <laughs> this is the future of the police forces in, in the cities. You know. So it's not all us evil uh, white devils. That's all I'm saying. Okay. What else do we have here? Oh, Juneteenth. Uh, what did I write down here? Oh, I could see this replacing Independence Day, you know, because July 4th is just like a slavery, slave owner holiday. So maybe Juneteenth will replace it. We now have 12 federal holidays, one for each month. Uh, so... I'm thinking maybe they'll need to cut them down and 
you know, eliminate July 4th. There's nothing to celebrate about American independence, right? Now, there's an article here about postponing parenthood, and the picture caption is, Karen Schoner, 27, plans to graduate this summer as an esthetician, which I think is a makeup artist. She wants to have a base of clients before having a baby. So it brought to mind the old Van Morrison lyric, all the girls walk by dressed up for each other. Uh, women are having fewer children, at least women of a certain complexion, so, but they're still getting dressed up and getting the makeup done. But the point of it is no longer reproduction. It's just to impress each other, I guess. I don't know. And thus the birth rate's going down, and that's even happening in China, you know? This one-child policy. So maybe this whole problem of humanity will take care of itself. I don't know. So here's a here's part here's something data points from a dude named Jens Ludwig, who is a professor at the U of C. So he must be a real smart guy. So he says that uh, first he cites some statistics. They don't even give the number. Uh, carjackings at their low in 2014 ran about 200. Now they're uh, back up to their 2002 level of 1,400. So they're up over that 19-year period by what? 700%, right? With a real big spike. Last year, there were un- like 600. This year, uh, almost 1,600. So that's a hundred, almost 200% increase. Now, you might think you know why, but uh, we've essentially gone backward 20 years of progress. You might think you know why, but you're not a professor at the USC. Now, in D.C., the increase was 143% last year. And youth, young people, account for 50% of arrests, but... In fact, it's probably higher than that, okay? Now, you might think you know why that is, uh, but hang in there. Uh, most of the carjackings happen on the south and west side, and most of the people who committed them are from the south and west side. Gee, what a coincidence. And uh, the professor has discerned that the reason is that there's not enough Internet access and the kids weren't in school. So it's the digital divide. That's the problem. Now, I might have guessed something else, but, you know, the professor knows, right? Uh, The pandemic also has caused this somehow. Uh, Also fears about what the government might do if it's uh, publicized that these are juveniles because they might detain these poor folks. And then they might drop out of high school if they go into juvenile detention. So we can't have that. Um, And what we need is a social service response. We're missing opportunities to connect with these young young folks. Uh, Three in ten of them have been arrested four times or more before their latest arrest. So the problem isn't that we're not keeping them in jail or detention. The problem is that they don't have internet access, apparently. 
You know what? It's new math. Uh, And to the extent that teens are arrested for carjackings and are still connected to the Chicago Public Schools, the school district is another institution that may be there to save the day. Like, what should they teach? Not carjacking? Thou shalt not carjack? Oh, that sounds more like religion to me. That's probably not a good thing to teach these kids. Maybe they should teach them how to get away. I don't know. Uh, We're failing to provide them with supports. Uh, These young people, in the subsequent 12 months, are 77 times more likely to be murdered than the average Chicago resident and 940 times as likely to be murdered than in other rich countries or cities around the world, like London. So they'd be safer if they were in London. Uh, The rate at which these young people are murdered on the streets of Chicago exceeds even the death rate among active U.S. combat soldiers during Operation Iraqi Freedom. And I have noted before that people were safer if they enlisted in the Army and went to Iraq than they are in Chicago. That occurred to me when... A guy who was on leave from Iraq got killed in Chicago. And the problem is that we don't have enough internet. The internet isn't good enough. That's the problem. Who would have thought? You know, you might have thought the gangs might be the problem or the lax law enforcement in the wake of the George Floyd thing. No, that's not it. It's the internet access. So... Then there's another article on this theme about... And this is one where you just got to start laughing at it. It's an article about the police. The police are the problem. Uh, The police must pay more attention to de-escalation of force. Uh, The police must concentrate on sexual misconduct by the police. That's the problem we need to focus on. Uh, There was a settlement from uh, the, the police evidently profiled a Muslim woman as a terrorist. Uh, The police are disrespecting transgender people. Well, it's not good if they, you know, profile somebody's a terrorist just because they're wearing a... a what? Her headscarf and veil. That's obviously not good. Some of my best friends are now Muslims. They, they, they need to stop pursuing people with foot chases. That will help the crime rate. Uh, they need to make sure that anyone arrested gets a phone call within an hour. That will help. Um, and there's an activist here, Damon Williams, the Let Us Breathe Collective, who got arrested on a disorderly conduct charge during a protest after Floyd's death, which surprises me that anybody actually got arrested. Uh, held at a Southside police station for six hours without being able to speak to a lawyer. And, of course, they they later dropped the charge, so what difference? So he had to spend six hours of his life in jail. Big deal. I've done that. Williams distrusted Lightfoot before. That's our mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Or as I call her, Lori Lightweight or Lori Lighthead. Uh, Before her election, he distrusted her. I really expected her to be terrible. I think what has been worse is that it has been less tactful than I expected. It has been more brazen and vulgar. Imagine that. Brazen and vulgarity in the city of Chicago. So anyway, that's 
I mean, it's like the funny papers, you know? If you just read the whole paper like it's the comic strip, then... Now, here's Eric Zorn, who resolves that Americans learn how to debate again. Now, Eric is very liberal and progressive. So he found himself at the bottom of the Twitter dog pile in April after he wrote a column before any police body cam evidence was released saying it was still too soon to draw conclusions about what happened at the Adam Toledo tragedy. He got shot. He was gangbanging. Okay, maybe they didn't need to shoot him dead, but he was gangbanging, folks. For this, Eric was branded as a racist and monster whose own children should be killed so he would know how it feels. A Northwestern University assistant professor of journalism aptly named Stephen Thrasher canceled his subscription. You know, get in line. There's no space in a newspaper for arguing for the murder of a child. And that it's never too early to think they are worthy of murder. Murder. Eh? This guy's a professor of journalism. He can't even write a sentence that makes sense. So Zorn reached out to him and asked if he'd be interested in a more nuanced exchange by mail. Uh, He said, one of the jobs of a journalist is to question and challenge emerging narratives and conventional wisdom, to be clear about what we know for sure and what we suspect. His response from Thrasher was, your words make the murder of children more likely, and I have no interest in you, your unethical nature, your cynical worldview, or in communicating with you. Um, and he remarks that that didn't bother him, which I don't think is true. He says, but imagine the paralyzing effect the prospect of seemingly mass indignation has on those without an institution behind them. For them, it is far safer to say nothing or simply to nod in ovine, I think maybe that should be bovine, assent to the orthodoxies of the extremely online. I'm not sure I like that sentence either. The online extremists might be. The result is resentment and an increasingly polarized body politic where nuance gets trampled and weeds grow on the common ground. Well, Eric has been mugged by the reality of woke witch hunts. And I've been subjected to that. So now, I usually don't waste any time on Facebook. And if I write anything that I just want to keep more or less for posterity, I put it on a little private Facebook friends forum. Because I just don't want to, you know, take on all this opprobrium, all this uh, abuse from people who are crazy. And certainly have no interest in communicating with anybody except their own, you know, zealous uh, compatriots. Yeah, uh, so Steve Chapman, Steve Chapman actually supports the decision, the Supreme Court, to include Catholic charities in the uh, child care adoption thing, even though they won't allow same-sex couples to adopt. But Steve notes he's leaving the trip after 40 years, and a lot of these people have been there for 40 years, you know. Uh, but now it's time to go, and they got to buy it. So take the package. The next package will be worse. But I, I thought Eric is getting exactly what he deserves. These people will crucify. They eat their own, you know.
Okay, so now here's the uh, letters to the editor. Um, there's a guy from Tinley Park, Ned McRae, who says that... Uh, most people want guns to be eliminated from society. I don't think that's true. Because <laughs> if the police can't protect you, then you're going to have to protect yourself. And the criminals certainly don't want them eliminated. So, And if you pass a law eliminating them, when, you know, the old NRA thing, when I, I, I don't have a gun, I figure I'd kill myself or somebody in the house. You know, I have an anger management issue. And I get angry at myself, you know, so, or by accident. But uh, I talked to a guy yesterday who owns a gun. And he's a pretty, he's an ex-federal employee, liberal, you know. Sympathetic lawmakers. Here's another guy from Schaumburg, Dylan Toth, who says that we should only elect uh, poor people to office because rich people aren't going to fight for solutions because they haven't experienced them firsthand. And I will bet you dimes the donuts that this guy voted for Pritzker, who was born with a silver, uh, you know, serving set in his mouth, not just a spoon. It's okay if you're rich as long as you're a progressive. I would imagine he would think. I don't know. Some of these real lefties are, like, totally anti-corporate, so you never know, but... My bet is that any, like, you know, George Soros, anybody who's progressive gets a pass. So here's Cass's last column. Uh, his favorite quote from the Tribune's quotations in the Tower Lobby. And now it's Kando's, but I don't know if they're going to keep the quotes. Lord Macaulay said, not Mother Macaulay, I don't think, where there is a free press... The governors must live in constant awe of the opinions of the governed. And as I say, I think the, the freedom of the press is probably, you know, more myth than reality because it's got a woke filter in it. Uh, he talks about a column he wrote early on about Helene Dubin, a Chicago public school teacher attacked by a student with a hammer. When all you got is a hammer, every teacher is a nail. So this is what passes for education in the city of Chicago. Maybe that could pass for, like, trade school, you know, learn to be a carpenter by using a teacher as a sort of a learning training wheels piece of wood. So what are you going to do with a situation like that? Don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> Now, if you do want to move from Illinois, there's a condemn, uh, condemno type of an article uh, disparaging states that are giving police added power. So if you want to live someplace where the police have power, here's where you go. Uh, let's see. Florida. Iowa. Wyoming, Oklahoma, Ohio, and Kentucky. They're passing laws to give police more power. 
as opposed to less. And we'll see what the correlation is between crime and violent crime and, and law enforcement authority. Now, here's something that's interesting about health care. Uh, the Democrats have been pretty silent on health care because Joe remembers what happened with Obamacare when they put that first. It took up their two years of power and then they couldn't get anything else done. First they did a little stimulus, then they did health care, and then they were done because they lost the House. Uh, but Kathleen Sebelius, who was health secretary under Obama, says people are fired up and ready to go. Uh... So they want to authorize Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices, save hundreds of billions, and then expand uh, coverage. So two big headlines, as I just said. They repeat themselves kind of in the article. Uh, expand coverage and rein in the price of prescription drugs. The idea is that the money you save on giving pharma haircut can pay for the expanded coverage. Which may or may not work out, but at least it's a, you know, pay for fig leaf. The more they save, the more they can spend. You gotta like that. Permanently extend uh, the more generous healthcare.gov insurance subsidies, which I don't actually have a big problem with. I could use it myself. Sixteen billion a year for ten years. Covered more than the. T There's two million low-income people, mainly in the South where they haven't accepted the Medicare expan or Medicaid expansion. That's tricky, though. Um, the negotiation of prescription drugs saves $45 billion a year for 10 years, uh, which, you know, I mean, honestly, they're idiots not to do that, but pharma's pretty effective in lobbying for it. And there's a few Senate Democrats who are bought and paid for by pharma. But, you know, they should combine all that VA and Medicaid and Medicare and just have one big government monopsony that buys all those drugs and, you know, cut the best steel you can. The only reason they don't do that is because of pharma lobbying for it. Now, you can argue that it would reduce R&D, but, you know, look what they did. They subsidized the vax research so if there's a public interest they can they can pick up the tab right for the r&d and then fast track the approval so i mean that's probably going to happen at some point and honestly if you're not making your money off of pharma probably hard to argue against it um then dental they want to add dental vision and hearing to medicare that's 36 billion over 10 years 36 billion a year for 10 years, I should say. The ideas that the progressives like the most are the hardest to get through. They want the public option is tough, not clear if it can get through under reconciliation. Uh, I don't think it can. Uh, lowering Medicare eligibility to 60 could be tough because the Medicare trust funds running out of money in 26 as it is five years, so letting more people in would just hasten that collapse. Gail Walensky, who's advised Republicans and used to run CMSS, which is the Medicare and Medicaid services, health care has been a Democratic issue from the get-go, she says. At the moment, their focus is still going to be on expansion. How they pay for that is not clear. That sums it all up. Champ, 
one of the Biden's two dogs, German Shepherds, has passed on to doggy heaven. The flags are not at half staff, I noted, which is surprising to me. And unfair to dogs. Trump didn't have any pets. Other than, you know, some of the staff. But uh, it's interesting because people will pejoratively compare Trump to Hitler. I mean, even Hitler had a German shepherd. So, you know. So at least in that way, Hitler is not like Trump. Say what you like about him. Oh, and then Heidi Stevens is out. I won't miss her either. So, so that's about it. Let's see if this thing timed out on me. Seems like I've been talking forever. Yesterday's podcast got oh, only half an hour. Yesterday's podcast had a total of one listener. So I might as well just call somebody on the phone. But, you know, this is more organized such as it is. So anyway,